0: Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle Roche
1: and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans.
2: everyone welcome to the thursday night segment of the outer realm uh we are broadcasting live on united public radio network 105.3 fm from the beautiful city of new orleans we are fully sponsored by the amazing folks over at folgers coffee folgers who've been with us since day one and we hope we're together uh, until the very end (laughs) of a long, happy journey. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick, a.k.a. the sonic surgeon Justin Snicker, who is an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, and it can be found anywhere that Good music can be found or streamed, of course. So thank you for your generous contribution of your intro and outro. Tonight is going to be a roundtable discussion. Uh, You can catch us. Well, you have to get into chat. And tonight we are on... Let's start with Facebook. Canada's Most Haunted, uh, Michelle DeRoche, Joe Montaldo, UFO Undercover, UFO Paranormal, United Public Radio, The Outer Realm, of course, with Amelia and I, news on the flip side. Then we jump over into YouTube, which is um, The Outer Realm Radio, uh, Michelle DeRoche. So just check, you know, go find find us both. You'll find us there. Uh, UFO Paranormal Radio (laughs) and UFO Gods and Extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. So- that is where you need to be if you want us to see what you're doing. So we see Tamara's here. Hello, Tamera.
1: Tamara.
2: And I think you know Wayne's going to kind of pop in somewhere in there uh, in the show. So we're going to um, bring him oh, on okay. and he can hang out with the chicks. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. haunted houses don't deter raccoons. Let me tell you that. <laughs> well, well, oh, so no, obviously, no. Hey, Carol, oh. all the way from Texas, holy smokes. Hello,
1: howdy, oh, hi, Wayne.
2: I love all just coffee in a tent with Hamilton White. Oh, oh my gosh,
1: that's the best though, right? It was. That's his
2: second commercial. Yes, yes, apparently it's going to be a thing. I Now that I know he's, he's home or going Thanks, to be home
1: Samira.
2: by next week, I am, I haven't sent him his cups. I have a feeling those Oh, I thought you did, I told him. wasn't I... home. no. Oh. No, no, he wasn't that's home. That's right, he's not home. So I said, well, you need to let me know when you get home so I can send them. The last time yeah. I sent him a package, he got it probably within about seven, to ten days, I guess. Seven days. That was Priority Express. So these were going to make sure because I, I want him and Carl to have it for the next show. Or you
1: could so- send them to his mom's house.
2: <laughs> well, that's, yeah, They're they're like together right oh so, okay. But okay yeah yeah but he's just like yeah just wait till i get back it's like okay so we'll, uh, we'll it'll do be that, a while so. before
1: they're on anyways and then they can do their commercials hopefully without the <sighs> aluminum beverage but uh <laughs> wow
2: <laughs> it's creative i don't know it's how f- i
1: Rogers don't know how people. you drink that stuff cold <laughs> but warm good lord almighty <laughs> Hamilton.
2: Well, if you guys all feel you can be creative with, you know, doing a little 30 second. This one was a bit long. Hey, Jeannie. If yeah. you think you can do a little 30 second Folgers blip, go ahead, send it in. Let us let us check it out and we'll we'll air it. Folgers loves that stuff. We'll throw it up there. Yeah. Hello, Sharon.
1: In on Kitchener, Ontario, right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.
2: So yeah, it's it's you know it, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we, we, you know it worked out tonight because you know Nick Redfern was supposed to be on. He didn't have any internet <laughs> in his building, so we're just yeah. like also in Texas, Carol, that's where Nick is, and um, I thought okay, this is another perfect opportunity because we haven't had as many roundtable. Um, shows. I think we only had one other one uh, booked because we're so booked up with not, guests. Yeah, you almost as feel as
1: you're asking for no.
2: You almost feel guilty, <laughs> just having a spare.
1: I need a haircut. Just you're saying. very
2: low. You're very low. Oh. Yeah. You so, yeah. So yeah. Can you hear me?
1: <laughs> did I too. just did I just blast your ears? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, let me try this. How's this?
2: That's much better because I'm like okay. down well, I down. had the. Sadly, uh, yes he's booked sadly for august, I the august 18th the, tamara yeah the the nick is rebooked for start. august 18th um okay, just let me know if that gets too high okay perfect new well, microphone you see me on the sorry forum, kids we're going back you'll know yeah if <laughs> her ears
1: start to bleed like, we won't because it's the same color as her hair but
2: i know yeah. you won't see it so it's this a is new good, microphone but... <laughs> it's only the
1: second time and it hasn't been easy just
2: saying Oh my... oh my gosh <laughs> easy but you but... know we've had some things come up and it's one of those things that we're like we'll be talking and something will happen we'll just okay, write that down we're gonna talk about that the next time we do a, do a discussion because we're just like oh my gosh some yeah. things you know we're we're pretty open-minded about. I, I thought I've heard everything, you know, in, the, in a couple of decades of being in this field. And then all of a sudden you hear something and you're just like, what there, the hell is that? <laughs> there's,
1: there's been some doozies that um, yeah, require a bit of a delicate response. Um, well,
2: yes. And, and in one of these cases, it has to do with somebody, a family we're assisting. So we don't want to, you know, come out and be very obvious about it, but we want to also warn people about scenarios like this as well so bubbles you want to start
1: oh no you go ahead i'm trying to remember which family you're talking about well i'm
2: talking about the the one that's more out your neck of the woods um oh mm,
1: the one going to see someone
2: you need to talk about the flying humanoid Milton. Well, we'll see what we can do on that. We'll, for see, sure.
1: we'll see what we're left with. Um, which one? Start me off. Well, sorry. well, there's a the, few. We, the,
2: you know, we were asked to assist um, a young lady.
1: Ah, yeah, that's the one. Okay. right,
2: A young lady who who started seeing uh, a medium a life coach. And this was brought to us by, you know, a fellow researcher. We do help a lot of our fellow researchers out and we're happy to do so. It's actually kind of refreshing when somebody sends someone to you because like, you know, this isn't my thing. This is what I do. This is what my area of study is. I like to go out and and do actual field investigations and things like that. And every now and then you get a real, a real hot one that comes along and you realize it's an attachment situation in more ways than one. And you take a step back and you're like, you know what, I need to put this off to somebody who I think um, would be better suited to do it. And I've been doing this for like, like I said, a couple of decades, but that's my area of study (laughs) Just, As, just,
1: just, a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> couple <That laughs> decades was not that long yeah, ago. Yeah, no
2: problem. <laughs> yeah. She's only been around a couple decades, so that's, that's
1: impressive. From birth,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm a newbie. <laughs> no, like,
1: no, no. I meant an age. You're new in age. Again. Yeah, let's yes. go with
2: that. I'm not feeling it right now, but, but you know. So this came to us through a researcher who who recommended us to an associate of his, and uh, it did come to us and.
1: Yes, um, in time. I was a
2: little ahead. bit, I, I, once the information started coming in and I started realizing that this individual was dividing this young lady from her family, um, and she started becoming a recluse in her home and would not leave the home and, and, and had these attachments and, you know, we pop in to help and we see the situation and you realize things aren't always what they seem because the person whom you know she was being mentored by was completely opposite of what most people think. And I have to leave it at that with respect to that's the only information I'm, I'm you know yeah, feeling we that we should that. we should broach on. But at the end of the day, guys. When hundreds of dollars are being spent and you're not getting any better and you're getting worse and you're just trying to learn a craft, maybe you want to open up your abilities, Um, you really need to research really hard the people who you are opening yourself up to. Because when you're looking at somebody who's saying, Oh, I'm a life coach. And you turn around and they're they're ass deep, so to speak, in in you know, dark arts kind of thing. And they are giving you an attachment to be the rescuer and to oh, charge a lot of money for it. Something is not right with that. I'm just let, saying, let's, Howie. Just talk, let's just talk <laughs> Hello, about Zach the man. Three.
1: Hi, Zach. Hi, Howie. Let's just talk about the three um, red flags right there. Lots right. and lots of money, no research done on the person. But I have to say, if she had done the research, it would have came up stellar. Um, yeah, right. stellar there you go. Because yeah. I did there my research. I did right. my research. Right. Um, believe you and me, when, when I get a case that, um, I hate saying the word case, but when yes. someone comes to us and I feel there's a bit of some criminal issue going here, the first mm-hmm. thing I'm going to do is background check that person. So this person's name and business comes up stellar, great reviews, everything. So right there, we have to we have to discuss how to go about searching even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard this person's name come up, and people asking me if I know this person, and I'm like, no. But it just happened that I was asked last week. And we worked on this
2: this see, week. I don't believe in coincidence no. either. Because the same person had an affiliation to uh, friends of mine who uh, are producers and actors in a, in a television show. That's One of theory, them actually right? filmed here. And um, this person, I guess, did an appearance. And all of a sudden, it's, oh, I think I've got the, the bug, you know. Yeah. So you see how this comes around? full circle because all of a sudden now we've got these connections so continue i just want to i wanted no, to, no, no,
1: no. to show okay. how all of it's a sudden okay. yeah, coincidences and, and even though you're researching you could still not i always say you have to go with you have to find people if you want to see someone for me in my opinion <laughs> you should ask people who have gone And ask people, always ask them, who do you go to? How do you feel? Word of mouth, talking, speaking to the clients is the most important thing you can do right after you Google search this person because they might come up clean like this one. I told you, it's stellar. You see it, it's stellar.
2: Yeah.
1: But what we do, we can see behind everything, and it's a little bit different. um, Enormous amounts of money being invoiced. I'm going to tell you something. Any Life coach or um medium worth their weight in gold will mm-hmm. not take you back that often. They will tell
2: you that you have to wait to come
1: back. A Unless life coach will take you once a month.
2: Or well, it depends on the life coach. Some life coaches will do once a week, depending yes, on the person. But, but, but the money came in is once a month. If no, you're not but, seeing any results and you're and things are going down the toilet fast.
1: Yeah. But life coaches don't charge you every time you go in; they charge you a monthly fee. Right. One that's I guess worth depends their on your weight coach. in gold.
2: Yeah, I guess it <laughs> depends on, on the life speaking, coach. I, I'm I speaking about who people are, who
1: are really, really good at what they do, and that's their business.
2: I, I know life coaches who charge by the session.
1: Maybe because some people don't require it, but yes. what someone yeah. like her, where you're continually bringing her back, you're just robbing her now. Right. You know, um, look for little things like that. Um, anyone who truly wants to help you on the mediumship side, if you think you have an attachment, is not going to charge you to clear that that's another red flag. There's so many of them here, but it's easier said after the fact hindsight, 2020, especially if you're Google searching this person and they come up stellar in reviews, you need to ask people that, you know, are going to groups and see how they feel about this person, mm-hmm. you know, and see, like really see. I know sometimes we're so desperate because we're in so much pain. We just want to get there. We just want the answers where we we don't want to look at anything else because we just need. It's always, I. but yeah, I and need. In
2: this, in this case, it's mentorship. It's, it's wanting to develop abilities. And this person was always aware, you need to be careful in, in the paranormal, like, was already aware that it could go either way. And then all well, of a sudden, you start having attachments. You're like, wait a minute.
1: Can, can I just say something?
2: Yes. No.
1: <laughs> I had seven mentors m- my life before I met Michelle. Yeah. I never paid anybody. Okay, there you go. That's all I'm going to say. I've yes. never paid anyone and I've been mentored and I'm still being mentored. Michelle mentors me um, since 2012
2: mm-hmm. and I
1: have yet to pay. I've bought gifts and thanked them, but mm-hmm. they have never sent me an invoice. That's all well, I'm I guess saying. It's not
2: for the life coach. No,
1: it's different of, than a life yeah. coach, but I I think this person uses life coach so that that's what I just said. That yeah, person that's, yeah, can that, justify the, the invoice. The
2: life coaching, yeah, know?
1: because a really good life coach is, mm. it sits down with you and works out the best plan. Mm. This is a con.
2: That's and what it's this is. Sad. You know, it's sad because you have to realize when you're doing things like that to people that eventually you just might meet someone who can change that crap up on your ass and mm-hmm. next thing you know it's not gonna go so well for you no,
1: all of a sudden <laughs> you're living the pain you're tossing dude but yeah. you know <laughs> we you know we we ride white horses here uh, <laughs> and we'd love to go after people like this um i would help this woman for free for the rest of her life if that's what she needed yeah. um I, I don't like what's happening, but, but even forget the money, forget everything else. Okay. Let's talk about the most important part, recluse, attachments, um, all of a sudden
2: mm-hmm.
1: stuff is happening, malevolent crap is happening.
2: How did yeah, that happen? Yeah. It's, it's she a didn't have it conquer. It's a divine yeah. and conquer. It's worse than the entity, you know, like this person has isolated this individual from her family telling her bad things about her family yeah you just don't cross that line especially when you have a family who's trying to help but it comes down to that no you want to divide them because you want them to be dependent on you because then especially when they're young and naive then you've got this control going on
1: yeah you know so he's a narcissistic con artist
2: all of them all of them are
1: just saying i know all of them are
2: that's, you know. that's exactly it and and unfortunately there are more people out there than you think it comes down to <laughs> it me, comes sorry. down to people who get taken advantage of not only in readings um you know people bringing in um like i throughout the many years i have cleaned up a lot of messes um helping people who have brought in investigators who have not only yeah done nothing for the family but they've actually made things worse If like with some people it's like how does it get worse but it Mm -hmm. does because they go in demanding things you know I demand that you show yourself I demand that you do this you know like it's like they're like a bloody circus monkey you know stop it and you if you're not versed in what you're doing stop it just stick to the public investigations or go, go find a location, you know, that, that's what they specialize in, bringing people, allowing people to come in and investigate their premises.
1: Yeah. And still, and yet, sometimes you come across a person like this person who may be planting and shifting attachments over to you to keep you That's right. within them. So not everybody is there with good intention.
2: Well, that's just it. If you have somebody who knows how to send you something yeah. and sends you all kinds of things to keep you in terror, so you just keep doling out the cash to get the help, exactly. it's just wrong on so many levels. And and I, I really felt it was important that we address that tonight because, and again, it's, I, I don't ever discuss... Um, you know, people I deal with, unless they say, no, we want somebody to learn from this. Most people will always say to me, it's okay. Cause n- names are never mentioned and you never see things on the websites, anything like yeah. that. Well, um, but they want other people to learn because they don't want other people to go through the same thing.
1: Yeah. And I don't want a defamation lawsuit. Well,
2: yeah. No, yeah. But, uh, not with not, Yeah. Yeah. With respects to the individual, I think eventually, they become very obvious. But- I
1: think so too. But I think that that person is not the only one out there. So it's better to learn how to look yeah. for them than exactly. mention a name because that I can guarantee you not saying it to Michelle, I'm saying to all of you, I can guarantee you this person is not the only one out there. Mm-hmm. When you see a life coach and someone who's a practicing medium
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you see an office and mm-hmm. not using a room in a house, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's true.
2: It's true. It's <laughs> That's true. Too,
1: when they've got there's it a lot of it.
2: red flags you can look for. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Pay
1: attention to what's hanging on the walls. Yep. I yeah, said it.
2: Y- you almost have to be really, really observant for sure.
1: It's there's um, there's a few things that um you can see and notice and you'll pick mm-hmm. up and then realize. Where you're, mm-hmm. where you're sitting in that space is not safe.
2: Well, that that's just it. And when you have people who are, who are really out there, um, trying to, you know, when it really becomes about media, I'll, I can only, I can't speak for everyone else. I can speak for myself. I have never, ever chased it. It's come to me. I've remained humble. For me, it's been a way of people finding me who have needed my assistance. I have people who come up to me and say, oh, you know, did you do this show? I saw you on this show. I'm like, oh, yeah, which one? Oh, okay. I don't care.
1: Yeah, I did it because she made me.
2: I <laughs> <So> did. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely did <laughs> make just her. bubbles were doing
1: it. <laughs> but, okay. but,
2: but, you know, like I, I've managed to get six pages of credits to my name without chasing it and without losing my humbleness about it because yeah. – when, when you have people that are just like, well, I'm on this show now, let's do Yeah, this. but that's rare. I put, yeah, you know. Like, like you are rare now. I, I don't put, you know, you'll see, you can look at my profile, I have a few things because it got to the point where people kept saying, are you that redhead from those shows? That's like, all right, I was going to put a couple of the shows up. There you go. But realistically, like six pages, is a, it goes back, it spans 20 years, you know, and, and I don't care. I just, no. I don't care. It, it It's a matter of so many people have found me that way. So many people Ooh, who have so, needed so help. Hard. And sometimes it is just, can you direct me in the right, the right place to the right yeah. people? Can you just answer some questions? I think this is what it is. I spent so much time communicating with people and people lose sight, you know, they, they, they'll, they'll do one show. And next thing you know, it, it's, it's, it's like, oh, I'm the high and mighty and they forget about the people who put them there.
1: That's another problem with this one. This one's done a lot of television. When well, some. Not,
2: but that could enough.
1: be that could be the reason why she felt safe. Yeah. Because you think, oh, think but he's on one. TV. But yeah. that doesn't mean anything because producers put people on who can answer their questions. They don't do a background check to see if you screwed anybody or if, you know, over for money or you've conned anyone. That's not part of it. Mm -hmm. They'll see you in some clip or you send in like a a sizzle reel and you go through it and that's it. Mm. You know, um, you get the job and you do the afternoon with them. You do your comments, your taglines, and you go home. Mm -hmm. They're not background checking. Psychic uh, I, won't, I won't
2: say that because a lot of the producers. Well, this I've show worked didn't. With, they have <laughs> no. They have researched me thoroughly, right down that's, to the big production companies. That's who a have different fund company.
1: Yeah,
2: you that's know, a well, different
1: company. Several
2: companies. Some. Yeah. A no, good but I'm producer, saying this
1: one's different. That a good th- producer, this show, right?
2: Will, but again, if they're coming up with stellar information, ah, uh, yes, you're that's not, true. They're not going to know. At the yeah, end of the day. True. Just because, and I've said this, and that includes me, just because you see someone on television, it does not mean they're the right fit for you.
1: Oh, we know a couple of idiots on TV that shouldn't <laughs> be there. I'm just going to tell you, I don't think anybody <laughs> background
2: check those to.
1: But anyways, um,
2: yeah. But, you know, always, I agree with Zach, who says, never forget your origins. And, and it's true. I'll never
1: forget where always you come from and why you went here.
2: Somebody you came. Somebody put you there you didn't just magically get on a tv show and all of a sudden you're you're a star you know no people actually have to like you and be interested in you you know to for That's you right. to come back and it doesn't mean you know what I mean, what you see isn't always what you get. I mean, like I, I always say, people think I run around screaming demon all the time. I don't I actually give real legitimate answers. Yeah. It's just the one that they go with it's all the just time. It's the one that you're hearing. It's scary, I don't you know. You hear the lines they the tell you to repeat. Psychokinesis. We don't want to hear psychokinesis, Michelle. What's the other word you use? What word? I like you the know, the D words. Say it. No, so, I don't want to
1: say the demon was, but it wasn't yes. a demon.
2: <laughs> you know. But can you repeat? No. No, I don't want to repeat it. <laughs> no. But but you know what? Um, always look at, at things that, uh, with respect to the fact that it's entertainment. So don't be so wowed, yeah, by, we're really by concerned. those types of credentials. Okay, yeah. get real answers. And, and when you start to feel that something's not right, you need to reach out to somebody who can help you. Don't stay in that situation. There's a lot of people no. that can help you out of that. So now that we beat the horse to death, we'll get oh, on to one more else.
1: One more thing. Sorry. If you have someone you love or know that is going through this, ask them the questions, make sure they're okay. You know, yeah. if you know they sometimes someone, they don't even see just, it coming because we're saying you, you, but we'd yeah. like you to make sure that your family and friends are safe as well. If you know someone's mm-hmm. seeking out a medium or a life coach, talk to them. And sometimes they can't see the signs, and you might be able to catch it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's it. So, sometimes it's easier looking in the box from outside the box. Just yeah, you know, people don't always a, see when they're when they're actually living it themselves.
1: No, I would take more of a criminal perspective uh, look at it then and look at the behavior um, of this person when they see this person and what they're doing and
2: I mean, what and you the same might
1: think th- is depression can be an attachment what you th- might think is an attachment can be depression we just want to get them the right help
2: and itself. it's the same thing for investigations don't just settle do your homework unfortunately oh now with social media there's just so many groups out some are really great Others just think it's, it's, it's a matter of just getting some of the basic equipment that you can buy and you go out and you, and you investigate. And that works great for, for generic investigations. It just doesn't work if you're dealing with families who really need a problem solved. Yeah, You know, so just bear things like that in mind um okay we'll get to zach's comment we'll get to the next i need
1: one of the two glasses on my head sorry Uh yeah okay zach man says i wouldn't be (laughs) able to be on some of those paranormal tv shows i'd be the guy telling the production crew stop making those knocking noises guys i'm trying to investigate and there
2: are some that rig things up let me tell you and some of them a lot of times
1: Um, Darren Evans said to us, what happens is noises will happen because you drop something or a ladder falls or whatever. And then the editing will go in later and put them in and grab a reaction from a random reaction and just merge it together. It's not always that. It's not like what we think that Mm -hmm. they're making moves and they're making them. It's not like that. If they don't get enough content in that show and they're paid for so many episodes, they have to make that content fit. And don't think that none of the shows, I I don't know too many, not the shows like where you're commenting, but these hunting shows, these investigative shows, right. a lot of them are edited and edited and edited because they have a contractual obligation. Right.
2: So. There we go. So
1: remember, it's entertainment.
2: And it's speak- not real. Speaking of entertainment, let's get over to Tamara. What did you want to know? The flying humanoid in Milton. I can't even (laughs) take credit for having a lot of knowledge on that one. That one I saw on, on one of the TV shows, um, that show YouTube clips, things like that. I don't want to just blapper it off. Um, they want to be promoted. Damn it. Sponsor the show. (laughs) But, but, um, there was a clip and it came in from Milton Ontario and it was exactly like what we were talking with to Ryan about last night, and it was this witch. It looked like the traditional witch on a freaking broomstick, and I, it baffles my mind when I see these things because yeah, you just they, they it go steady head. just yeah. like this.
1: I and that looked like and a head. hag.
2: Yeah. There was no
1: hurry of, oh, someone might see me. Nope. It's just casual floating
2: by. I know. I know. So it's just like, okay, this is interesting. So obviously, there are sightings of these things that go on all over the world. And, um, one just happens to be a little too close for comfort. That's all. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, have you seen where we live? <laughs> um, that just
1: adds to the circle of death here. It, it um, does.
2: It does. Yeah. You know. That's it does. a
1: little close for comfort for me. I'm right. not going to lie. That's
2: I know. A close so for it
1: comfort. It me. gets weird.
2: So tonight, yeah. tonight we have a little surprise, actually. Uh, Wayne Mallows is going to be kicking in with us tonight. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, my, my, my it's be like being back at the manor, fine.
1: but sans wine. We,
2: we, yeah, we live in this crazy haunted house together. And he's, you know, he's got some really good stories. Thank you for talking about There's so many he's from Mexico. He's a great storyteller
1: because he's an author of what? The vampire tales behind me.
2: <laughs> there we go. And yes, Tamara, there are many from Mexico. Mexico can freaking keep them. I was They can keep them. <laughs> From the next room over, hello. Hello, hello. brother. Frozen? frozen can you see frozen. us?
1: <laughs> no, it's
2: just like, there hello, we go. everybody. All right. Hello, there we go. <laughs>
0: there's a, a little bit of a delay. I don't know if it's affecting or not, but it's I can well, in
2: the back see the part of the house. Rice, <laughs> That's but just there's a little so bit of lag. Yeah. yeah, there is. There, we'll try to bear that in mind. That's uh, where okay. I belong, you know. In the back of the house, you are funny. Yeah. <laughs> so um we oh, were just hilarious. talking. <laughs> so <sighs> while we're on to like weird creatures and stuff, not even so much weird, but just interdimensional or multi multi-dimensional. Um last night you asked a question to our guest, um Ryan, with respects to um whether or not he they like Australia had any oh there goes this little message from Jackman for you. There you go <laughs> <Nice> <laughs> um, there. but um <laughs> as to whether what he thought about vampires <coughs> being extraterrestrials or are they interdimensional, everybody feel free to chime in on this one um because it is it is a curiosity as to whether, like, what's your thoughts on that, Wayne? Like specifically. Delay. Hello. <laughs> Hello? I yeah, I text you. Yeah,
0: me, I, I know, <laughs> sorry, there's, la- there's lag, I'm telling what you. are you at? brutal. So uh, my oh. thoughts on vampires in general, I think they are a uh, real being.
1: Oh, no. Really? Can we just put them next to you?
0: <laughs> yeah, this is there's so much lag here.
1: Yeah, you should just sit the next to Michelle. We
2: were testing this earlier, just saying.
1: Maybe because <laughs> so, it was just you two. What
0: are you saying? Like technology fails when I come in the room?
2: <laughs> Wayne is in the zone. Yeah, Wayne is definitely in his own zone for sure. But we tested all this earlier and it was actually fine and dandy. So um okay sorry (laughs) so just chime in with respects to your thoughts on what you think they are my
0: thoughts on vampires like i know i've explained this a few times but i i believe that they're a, a real creature at some point in time whether they're an alien being or a dimensional being i don't know uh i base it you know that whatever culture you go to around the world they have some sort of a vampire legend some kind of creature that you know only consumes the blood and leaves the flesh that sort of thing. Right. So I always say where you have a story, a tale, there's lore, you know, there might be like, you know, 1% that is the foundation of where everything just got so much bigger. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're, they're definitely out there. They're definitely real.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: In
0: my opinion.
1: I think so. They just, they just had a, a uniting uh, of the vampires and there there was like all kinds of awards and stuff like that. And Thanksgiving, I've just posted it on our Facebook page as well. Mm. I have to, I don't have my damn phone, so I can't check it, but um, no, to see what city it was. I think it was Vegas.
2: Oddly enough. <laughs> I think it was.
1: Well, it's a good place to have a convention after a I mean, lockdown, right?
2: Yeah, it is. You can give it me is. any
1: excuse to go there. I I'm there. I love Uh, Vegas, but I'm not for the, not for the, not for the, um, not a gambler.
2: Well, if I'm going to drop a
1: thousand dollars, I better get a pair of Christian Louboutins or Jimmy Choo's out of that. Um, Um, Yeah, but they're,
2: they're... no, go ahead. No, no, they
1: had them and they had different, um, different communities and, and what they were calling covens of vampires, like those who actually, partake in in the blood drinking and how they do that and then those who live a different lifestyle and uh you know and then you had the you know like the cosplay ones with the teeth and and then you had those that actually had dental implants put in to to look like things and things like that and it's to some of them it's a religion and to some of them it's just their it's their their, lifestyles you know
2: absolutely
0: it's it's amazing how diverse it's quite a while
1: yeah it's it's amazing how diverse the group is you can't really just um you can't umbrella it there's so many different different ways of life for them as well it's Mm. not like tv
2: it it goes back though
1: some of them are knights
2: it goes back (laughs) i mean people migrated here you know to different parts of the world they come in from old countries they bring their folklore and their traditions with them though i mentioned one last night his name was the count saint germain i just want to i'll read you this blip um he and i I didn't know all this and joe and i are going to eventually cover this stuff on the gray zone um so i I did have some queued up but he was actually an alchemist this count saint germain and he had discovered Mm -hmm. the secret it said he discovered the secret of immortality so, was I mean, I don't think it's a traditional got bit and made kind of thing. It said he discovered the secret of immortality, and many agree he was quite accomplished in that field. Records show he was born in the late 1600s, origin unknown. He was allegedly born the son of uh Rakoski the second, Prince of Transylvania, a freaking court. Oh, there you go, right? That there makes are, sense. <laughs> there are some who believe that he actually goes back to the time of Christ and even attended the wedding in Cana where Jesus turned water into wine. This account isn't taken very serious, of course. He was also believed to have been present at the Council of uh, uh, Nicaea in 325 AD. He's appeared many times throughout history with the most recent being in the 70s in New Orleans, always appears as a 45-year-old man, traveled in very upscale circles in and around 1742 and was known by many Famous European figures such as Casanova, uh, Madame de Pompadour, King Louis XV, Catherine the Great, Voltaire, Anton Mesmer, to mention a few, spoke many languages, very, very, um, you know, he was very refined. But here's what I also find interesting. He has been linked to many secret societies, such as the Rosicrucians, Freemasons, Illuminati, Order of the Templars the Knights of Light in the Society of Esaic Brothers. In 1779, he went to Hamburg, Germany, where he befriended Prince Charles of Hesse-Cassel. He remained there as a guest for five years. It goes on and on. And then he Mm. ends up in New Orleans. And I'll just skip to that. Uh, 1983, they thought that that he, he surfaced again under a different name. But he said he was set to surface or have at least visited New Orleans in 1902 And in 1983, they figured that was the last sighting of him. And he was dubbed the infamous Louisiana vampire and went by the name Jacques Saint-Germain and lived at 1041 Royal Street. Like, I didn't really think there was that much on this guy. So, and not bitten. Not made. Alchemist. The secret of immortality. So, I don't know thoughts what's his name again he he went sorry the count uh sorry carol the count saint germain went by Jacques (coughs) saint germain
0: so my thoughts on it i don't i've only heard bits and pieces like you i don't know a whole lot about it
1: i don't either the only
0: story i heard about this fellow was that somebody has saw this person this individual leaning against a a very secluded laneway. And they thought he looked out of place. His dress was a little bit, uh, shall we say, outdated for the time period. And um, this couple went over to talk to him. And he simply looked at them and said, I'm not here for you tonight. Please go away. And they thought it was such a weird thing for this guy to say. And they kind of walked away. And as they looked over their shoulder, he wasn't there. (laughs) There's nowhere for him to go. So that was the only story I heard of that guy.
2: Wow, that's interesting that is interesting new orleans i mean there's all kinds of stories of vampires that joe has spoken on on many occasion on vampires when you wrote book two book three um you actually like like before we get to this story because i really want to talk about this this story um just tell everybody about about your books and and tell them you know about the whole how you research the historical fiction because this story is one of those stories and i'll i will ask you to tell it once you engage okay Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) no problem um for me i was looking to write a vampire story sorry it's lag (laughs) (laughs) it takes a while i wanted to write a vampire story but i wanted it to be realistic i wanted it to engage the reader i wanted them to be pulled right in Um, what i talk about a fair bit is with any kind of fictional story uh you run into a danger of making the character as fantastic as you want to make him or her be and the danger in doing that is that you can make it unbelievable you know Hmm. they can do anything you want and then it loses credibility so the reason i wrote the vampire as historical fiction is because i wanted it to feel very real i wanted the people to identify with all the characters of the book not just the vampires so i looked for historical events um, that everybody kind of knew you know i kind of explored the different wars and you know things like that looking for something that people would I sort of go yeah i know a little bit about that I, I i can kind of relate to that and i settled in on uh, the murders committed by jack the ripper because you know you'll say oh do you know anything about jack the ripper and he goes oh that's some nutter i think there was in france or maybe it was england i don't know they were killing people yeah it's good enough that's close enough right he was never caught she was never caught whatever so that's what i started that's where the roots of it came from so i spent quite a bit of time months in fact you know researching not just the murders that took place in Whitechapel, because there was many, many murders, uh, but also the weather, you know, things like that. What was going on in the street? You know, what was the news of the time? Things like that. So, like when I've got a character walking down Lemon Street, you know, at two o'clock in the morning and it's raining on a Tuesday. It actually was. It was raining that day. So you can look it up. You can have fun. I've had people read the book and actually take the book with them to Whitechapel England and have a wander around. And I've had emails from people saying it's so creepy. Like I'm sitting here looking at page 47 of your book and I'm looking at the pub and it's still here and it's like crazy. Mm. How that's so spooky. (laughs) And that's that that beautiful descriptive
1: talent you have. That beautiful descriptive talent, they probably really (sighs) felt like eerie about it somewhat, right?
0: Well, they can. It touches you for sure. It gives you shivers when you walk down the laneways, that's for sure. But I just wanted Mm -hmm. it to do that. I wanted people to feel like this guy, this woman, they could be your neighbor. This guy is so easygoing. This woman is so easygoing, very friendly, outgoing, would help you carry your groceries to your door, not kill you, you know, just a very welcoming (laughs) home person, just very, very comforting. And mm. just he's just very got a bad side to them. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Yeah. That's I like that though. Very, you know, very descriptive. I like how you bounce back and forth into time. Now, yeah. book three, you made mention of a story in the trenches.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Again, you- it goes it goes back to the whole idea of trying to tie everything together. Yes. Like I don't I don't like loose ends. It bothers me. Right. So. What I did was again i'm going back to the idea of reality so to jump back a bit so like book one happens in the 1800s right so then book two jumps forward to modern day so it's in england again and it happens in modern day but now we have forensics and we have dna and all that really cool stuff um and it's still a perplexing investigation to try to figure out what happened to these people now in book three you're talking about um a situation that happened where in World War 1 which is what the sort of storyscape is happening in in book 3 my main character decides well i've got to i've got to figure this out i've got to end my situation as being a vampire i don't like it anymore so he explores all these different avenues of how to get out of it and not you know finish up in the damnations of eternal fire is which is what he believes so anyway the the ticket out is is joining the arms and going to world war one and fighting in france right that's that was his ticket out right so interestingly enough when i was researching and poking around for different things like i happened on to the some writings of the the, the fellow that did nosferatu the original black and white film and what i found really interesting was <clears throat> the way they based that thing from i don't know how true it is or how how loosely based it is but i found it fascinating is that either the guy that wrote it or his brother because it was a while ago now um actually served in the in world war one on the german side and they were marching um through the woods to get to the front lines of where they were going and they weren't going to make it by nightfall so they happened on this farm and uh, they went to see the farmer and they said, okay, you know, like we need to, we need to hang out here for a while. Just can we sleep in your barn? And the guy's like, for sure, sleep in the barn. So he gets them in the barn and he says, when I close the door, put that big bar across the door, right? And keep people out, right? And they laughed at him. They're just like, well, you know, we're totally armed. Like we're not worried about people getting in. <laughs> and he goes, guns won't help you. So mm. I just lock the door.
2: that's an old folklore what
0: happened that night was the soldiers said that there was things banging on the doors and and clawing at the bars or the boards of the barn trying to get in and they said it was not human so that was what that soldier based the story of nosferatu on that there was this creature this entity running around the woods that terrified an entire you know army group of men that were seasoned fighters to, to cower in a barn so mm-hmm. <clears throat> in my story what happens in in the trenches is you know my my vampire my main vampire aramis um is mm-hmm. running across no man's land trying to get from the english side to the german side and you know he gets shot numerous times but doesn't work you know it hurts but doesn't exactly work so uh, anyway he dives over the barbed wire lands in the trenches and just starts murdering everybody in the trenches and throwing bodies right out of the trench like (laughs) up you go you know and uh, of course the commanding officer on the british side is watching these german soldiers get thrown out of the trench left right and center and he doesn't know what's going on long story short he ends up Getting killed with a bayonet, someone bayonets something and he falls face first into the mud. And the Germans are abandoning their trenches and running away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a creepy movie for sure. It's yeah, one of the. My lipstick, ones. my but
1: lipstick is named Nosferatu. So one of the things saying.
0: was when <laughs> the guys were running back towards the the British side, they decided that they started shooting them, but they didn't realize they were unarmed. And they finally got two or three guys to, to surrender. And when they got a translator. The translator basically said they the the young guy said like what why did you send this demon like why did you send a demon to kill us like it was why did you do that to us you know so fast forward in the story a little bit and my my guy is recovering in the hospital and the commanding officer from his group comes in to see him at the hospital basically kicks everybody out of the room and says okay so what happened over the trench he goes i don't remember and like he remembers but he's i don't remember anything you know what happened over there he's like a blacked out and the the commanding officer kind of buys it and goes yeah what does happen so no problem i just i just find it really weird what i saw through my binoculars that day you know it, i would like a firsthand account because you were there but understand that you know that happens right so he, he goes to leave you know and my my guy my aramis guy says uh, to the commanding officer you know like how did you know what was going on he said well we we Captured a few Germans and they said there was a red-eyed demon over there and we don't have any red-eyed demons So I don't know what he was talking about. I thought you could enlighten me And he said no, I can't and he said what was it? Did you happen to get the name of the the fella that that spoke to you and the the commanding officer like well Why why would you ask such a question? He goes, I don't know. It's just you said he was young It's just such a shame all these people die at such a young age. I was just wondering if you got his name and he says yeah I think it was something like and the name was the guy from Nosferatu, the guy that wrote Nosferatu. So I tied awesome. that into the story. That's was a good
2: twist. Yeah, that's yeah. a good twist.
0: That was a fun little twist. For sure.
2: Quest. For sure. Well, I love it. I love it. We can definitely go back, and because you we'll give you an opportunity to to um, show
0: everybody the books and how to get them.
1: I, I was gonna just point. grab them for you if you want. I have them yeah. nearby.
0: I only have two of them here. Like the rest okay. are all in yeah. storage. They're me. All there.
1: I'll get them. I just got to put the camera down for when I get up.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that that's okay. That's okay. Give me one second. And yeah. So we'll do that. And then we can also talk about what it's like. We'll just move over a little bit. We're bouncing back as it is round table. So we're oh, going to talk sure. a little bit about, um, about the, ha- the, this, this house and the experiences that, um, have happened what, like here. raccoons
0: and plumbing and hydro? That sort of no, thing? No,
2: not that kind of oh, okay. stuff. So the raccoons it. could be, you know, yeah. knocking around and, and stuff. That could be kind of like if you... Like if I'm you, coughing
0: right now because I've got, even with a mask on, I've still got insulation and dust in my throat from being up in the attic.
2: Right, right. But <laughs> yeah, it's um,
0: the house. Okay. Yeah, I, I bought the house in, uh, in 2009. Right. And it was a, uh, I, I bought it because it was haunted you know, so. Right. Oh, put that one away. That's an old dirty one. Good. I like rest.
1: this.
2: No, that that's was That's the terrible. old dirty
0: one. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's one funny. Was, that one was added Did six it? times and it's like it's
1: The other one is in my nightstand. I just realized when I went to go get
2: these. Do you have a copy of the first one with you there, Wayne? Yeah,
0: I, I
1: can go get it. Okay. No, no, no I got it, right it right here. It's right in go. my nightstand because I'm reading it. Book
2: two. Book two. Can you see it or I'm, I can't yeah, even, no I don't want to get
1: the glare of the ring light.
2: that's book two. Mary, Mary. Yeah, Mary, Mary. Okay, yeah.
1: And then we got so that's straight.
2: the new so, book one. Back it yeah, up.
0: See it guys.
1: <laughs> oh yes, it's that's, on that's my the new one go. right
0: there. It's right on my road.
1: nightstand. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's that's the pub that they all hung out in, right? So that pub is no longer yeah. there, but the building yeah. that's just on the front of it there is still there. It used to be a convent right, yeah. and now it's a, a hostel. You can actually stay there if you wanted to.
1: And this is my favorite.
0: Yeah. Mine too so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I started with this one. That's, yeah, that's a little what, bit, little, organic. bit
2: of, little bit one of my little consultation pieces.
1: Yeah, see, I'm spoiled. A lot of
2: consultation. See I'm spoiled. Yeah, I did, a lot of, I did a lot of consultation on that one. It's definitely very near and Spoils
1: dear. me. But I do so. the other one, I forgot it's in my night stem because I read it. <laughs> so how far along are start. you? I don't know. I have to check, I check. I'm pretty close to the middle. So I have to check so there. Page two. <laughs> how can I be on page two if the last time you asked me I was like 50 something there'll be a quiz no no at the no i'm'm I'm, I'm really I'm really close I love it, it I have a hard time well, putting only it down
0: pages long come on,
1: no it's it's what is it like four 600 pages you made it bigger <laughs> it's a lot bigger than this one mm. they're all sure. like that but they're so. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what happens when you don't have like six different editors I, change it all. The first book, mm-hmm. I, the one you first one held up, I called it. Yeah, it was like I reader interactive, you know, because you could put in the I it didn't read it. this because like, I had a sentence you told me not to. With a period, yeah. there was nothing. You told the me it. not
1: to. But the 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 last book Terrible. that I read first was so hard to put down, and I had a really busy life, and I was finding time to read it like it was ridiculous. Like I would go to bed. <laughs> All crazy hours because I was just like, and then when it finished, I I cried, and it's not the story sad you know. That's the last one, so it's just like, okay, I can't text him because he's sleeping because it's, like, <laughs> fucking... So I waited, and then I'm like, where's so Wayne? You're gonna write five? You going to like what are you doing? You can't leave us here. <laughs> Did I put you um, on a spot?
0: <laughs> yeah, once, I get, once I get out of this place, then I'm going to probably write a little bit more. But there was Good, a lot I'm of haunted glad. experiences in this house. Like I said, I bought it because it was haunted. Um, I first got yeah. a look at it looking at another house, and I got shown this house, and I, I really fell in love with it. And there was the way I described it is if you've ever been into an old attic in the summertime and it's really warm, that smell that's up there, of the dust i call it smelling old it just smells old and yep. i that smell followed me around the entire house and i got a feeling of that it was an older woman that was there and she was actually sad when i every time i left she, I, I got this feeling that she was sad so
2: yeah um, i guess
0: that would have been my, my very first sort of like awareness or experience of it but the first real real experience that i had in the house was working up on a ladder And years before someone had told me I was going to buy a place, you know, near, near water and there was going to be a treasure in the house. And this person cautioned me and said, you know, the treasure could just be a a little boy's toy truck, you know, because it's treasure to him. Gold, right? Mm -hmm. So I was up on this ladder. I was about 15 or 16 feet up and I thought, I wonder what they were talking about. I wonder what the treasure is, you know? And, like, in my right ear, this female voice in kind of a British-Irish. It was so realistic. Uh
1: Uh-oh. Hi, Michael.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's coming
1: in and out. I just, uh, since he's gone for this second, I hope he comes back even sooner. I went to go look to see where it was. Vegas was not it, Amelia. It was London, it was mm. England, um Whippy gathering. I
2: know that was a dacre Stoker.
1: Yeah, I didn't know dacre yeah. was there, but this was the event that I posted. Yeah, and it was to mark the 125 years since that's
2: right. Yeah, he'll talk Dracula about that when published. he comes when he comes on in a couple of months, which would be yeah. nice.
1: So if you guys um are interested, it's up on our group page. Uh you'll see the group that got together and the castle behind them. It's beautiful.
2: Okay, so you're back.
1: Are we back? Yes. Okay. So
2: let's continue on. I'm here. <laughs> up on the ladder.
0: All right. Heard a voice. Yeah, up on the ladder. I heard the voice. I don't know how much you heard, but I heard a voice and she said, the <laughs> the house is the treasure. Right. And it was very realistic. I actually turned my head to look and see who it was, but there was no one there. It was That was sort of the first real kind of audible, ghostly encounter that happened. The house mm-hmm. gives up its voice a lot. You hear so much in this house voices you know footsteps you know doors cats you know opening and closing things like that you know mm. we've had lights go on and off when nobody's here um the worst one i had uh, was <laughs> waking up at three in the morning it was actually three thirty-three. i woke up um, in my bed with a cat that i had at the time and he had no voice and he was at the end of the bed screaming so that was a shock to me that he could even make a noise and when i looked at him i went to comfort him and realized i couldn't move and i thought you know logically like i've got you know sleep paralysis because i woke up so quick i can't move and that pretty much faded away fast when i still couldn't move (laughs) and uh, i had my first experience of looking over and seeing that shadow that's darker than dark Mm -hmm. which i used to laugh at but yeah there is a thing it filled up the whole corner of the room and this house has got 10 foot ceilings so it, when it fills the room, it fills the room. So I finally was able to you know, force myself up with some foul language and uh, was mm-hmm. able to get the cat out and we went to the kitchen and sort of stood there for a minute. And he was kind of looking into the room, like growling and snarling and carrying on. And so I, I walked back in the room uh, to try to like sort of take stock of the situation. And mm-hmm. uh, as I walked around, I, I was just sort of saying like, uh, whatever's here, you're not welcome, you have to go. You weren't invited. Get out. This is my sanctuary. This is my paradise. You leave now. You know know, you're not welcome kind of thing right Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: as i as i walked around the room i have this canopy bed and it goes up pretty high and there's crown moldings all around it and we have some pretty big moths and butterflies here i mean they're they're large they're like this big right and certain times of the year this was november you know i thought well it could be a moth but i looked up on the crown molding because something caught me out of the peripheral and i I looked up at the crown molding if you can picture the size of like a grapefruit you know grapefruit and there was two of those on the crown moldings and that's what i thought was the moth and then all of a sudden the the two little little grapefruits they they blinked and they had little black slits for eyes and they blinked i was like i was so scared because i thought this thing can actually see me like oh my god what is this thing right and i I remember looking at it and just screaming at the top of my lungs like get out like just at the top of my lungs And and it disappeared um, back then, you know, Michelle was living far away and, uh, she always said, like, if you ever have a problem in the house, you know, don't hesitate to call my phones on 24 hours a day, seven days a, <laughs> a week for <laughs> my clients. And I don't want you ever, you know, feeling alone. I'm like, okay, good. Pick up the phone yeah. and I'm literally like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> like trying to text, right? Cause it's shattered. And, uh, you know, it, uh, tax went through and you know, nothing happened. And so I texted again. I texted a few more times and I'm like, ah, screw it. I grabbed the cat. And I went into the parlor and I sat down in one of the chairs, put the lights on, and uh, put the cat on my lap. I had a had a cup of tea sitting there, and I thought, "I'm going to call you. You're going to hate me, but I'm going to call mm-hmm. you." Mm-hmm. Phone, phone is always on, and I get, "Hi, you've reached the voice <laughs> <way>. I can't take <laughs> the call right now. Like I've okay, got the phone, oh, and I'm dying. How you you I just like that.
1: that. <laughs> oh so, um, anyway,
0: She called me at seven thirty in the morning. What? Yes, you do. Your voicemail was yeah. like no, sh- that back then, but anyway, <laughs> you called me at seven thirty in the morning, telling me that like seven of my texts came in and, and all my phone messages came mm. in. They all came in together, like all at once. So all my efforts to try to get help were were thwarted by this this individual thing, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But you know, she That's came over the next that same day and took care of business mm-hmm. uh, hands on. So that was yeah. the be all end all. But yeah, we've had a lot of experiences here. Amazing stuff
2: this house absolutely is is interesting for sure we've often been asked a lot of of like often about activity here I remember coming in on a couple of occasions before living here and one time standing in the dining room at the time there was a door that was that was on the dining room door and it just swung right open and I remember Rob was here we just look at each other and went we'll said anything we're like whatever other times just coming into the front door and i remember a voice of an older man standing at the the bottom of the stairs going well hello there i'm like (laughs) "Wayne, where are you this is just (laughs) like this is weird okay but
1: you know but has anyone seen a cat you don't own
2: yeah there's there's jenny he actually had an experience just a few days ago With a cat inside, was it black? I don't know. Wait, what was the experience? It brushed up against you.
1: Brushed up against you. I saw it leap in the hallway over the table, and I go, "Look how cute the cat's. The cat rubbed around the back
0: of my calves
2: a couple of times.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, went by. Went by once one way, and then once back the other way. It was so real. I thought it one of the dogs had got out and was like you know pestering for food, but. But yeah. it was actually. Look, we don't for
2: food.
1: No, you starve <laughs> them. Freaky. What are you talking about? Yes, they do. You starve them.
2: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Brats. But no, it, there's there's a lot of things. And and we also have had um, at experiences here as well. So everybody knows oh, about my experiences. Yeah. yeah.
0: We we starve them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For so, sure. Talk about some of your experiences. You you've had times where you've woken up and somebody something was, like you could see a gray at the end of the bed and grabbing your feet or something. I don't even recall what the story was.
0: Answers or the tea?
2: <laughs> Sorry.
0: That's exactly it. Like I I I woke up and my I it felt like like I got stung, on my on my toe, and when I looked down, like you know my feet are under the blankets and I, I looked down. And there was this little head at the end of the bed, just peeking over top of the footboard. And it was, for lack of a better description, was a gray. And it looked at me, and I looked at it, but the, the harder I tried to focus on it, the more unfocused it got. It was kind of right. like it worked in reverse. You know, I just, it was so bizarre. Then there was right. another time where, you know, I was laying on my side, and I kind of like, I was in my mind's eye, and I just, I watched this thing in my mind's eye, come I'm walking right in the room. And it was really short it was about three feet its head just came up to the edge of the mattress because I got one of those really tall tall beds tall mattresses and um, yeah in my mind's eye I could see it I felt very comfortable with it and I mm-hmm. I, I kind of smiled like in real time and mm-hmm. in my mind's eye it smiled back and all I said is are we, are we going to the stars tonight and it smiled again and that was the last I remember of it so doing I was mm-hmm. floating up to this up to the stars and as I mm-hmm. got higher and higher up. and I'm terrified of heights and I don't like floaty feelings at all. And I felt very comfortable. I realized the stars weren't actually the stars. It was a great big rectangular ship and those stars were lights. It was Mm -hmm. so amazing. It was like the most amazing experience ever. Mm -hmm. So there's
1: no chance of getting you to do the CN Tower Skywalk with me.
0: No. No, Uh, no,
1: no. Well, that sucks. I need six people. There's only two of us Uh so far.
2: Here's a comment.
1: Let me see it. Summer, Moments. yeah. Summer says, "My family doesn't have much with ghosts, but Faye are a whole different story, especially around the woods."
2: Where are you located, Summer?
1: Where are you located, and what is your background? I'm wondering if it's a family thing because yeah. she said family. I'm wondering if it's generational.
2: Yeah. I'm yeah.
1: Michael. Michael. Poor Michael's clicked what? twice, and we haven't said anything to. I have. I said hello
2: to Michael. Oh, I I did too, but he
1: didn't. I don't think he
2: heard
0: me. Absolutely. Um,
1: Zachman says never seen a gray. My encounters were both with Nordic beings. Well, that's pretty. I've never
0: seen any aliens at all until like the last two years. Like I've been completely void of them.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's definitely been. You were sitting here that day, Homer, and they were with something came oh oklahoma hold on and they were irish that makes that that makes makes total sense that's why i needed to ask yeah total
0: sense with irish
2: yes um that day that something went through the house you were sitting you were sitting at the dining room table i think and what i mean what was it from your angle because that's the day, like, something hit the neighbor's house. And totally most obscure thing ever.
0: Oh, yeah. And... It was wild. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, you froze. I was waiting for you to finish. But <laughs> you froze. You, froze. you talking. Yeah, you yeah, froze. Yeah, I was sitting at the dining room table. And the, the windows on the right, to me, just started vibrating. It was just like as if someone threw a snowball at the window. There was, right. like, a and then the panes of glass kind of went. Ng, 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 ng. And then I kind of looked to my right where that happened. And at the, at the second later, all the windows, which are in your computer room, your studio wow, room, the mediev- this which is, actually is directly the opposite room. the dining room that yes. way. Yeah. Yeah. So those windows vibrated. And I thought, well, that must yeah. be some big truck or something going by to make the whole house shake.
2: Yeah. But it was something that came through the dining room window and came, went out the other window. So those windows shook, and then it's so like a vibration was Right. So could we keep losing you? <laughs> so, and it went out the other window. And what we found out later that night, because Amelia and I were at the radio station yeah. where okay, we were doing worry. the show, and um, at that point, you... Got called, and it looks like somebody tried to avoid something. A car tried to avoid something and hit the neighbor's house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But it's such a like, huge intersection. Mean hit like, <laughs> yeah, it's such a
0: huge intersection. Yeah, they went right into the kitchen. the The whole front of yeah. the car was right into the kitchen. It knocked the counters off and blew out, and there was water all over the floors. In Everywhere, the basement. the basement was flooded. It was a disaster.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that I... was
0: like literally the same day that that thing came through our house. Yeah. Makes yeah. you wonder
1: was it a car?
0: Oh.
1: Oh,
2: Summer well, says, or, Wayne. Or what did the car avoid? Ah. Right. So, Wayne, how is the seven foot mirror?
1: How heavy? <laughs> oh, how heavy
2: is it? The seven foot mirror. Yeah. He's got a lag. It'll take him a minute.
1: That's funny. Yeah. He's literally behind uh. you.
0: Heavy is the seven,
2: you know, our seven-foot mirrors.
1: <laughs> Might need to bring Wayne right next to you.
2: It's it's heavy. It. I mean,
0: it's heavy. it took.
2: You're killing me.
1: This is like <laughs> sitting
2: at the dining room.
0: Three of us <laughs> to lift it and get it into the truck.
2: It took how many? Two, three, four. One
0: hundred and fifty. It, took, it took three of us to lift it.
2: Three of us to lift it, yeah. Okay. It, it's a beautiful mirror. Um, I don't have a photo of it, unfortunately. Well, I do, but not one I could I could put up. It's beautiful though. Yeah, yeah I see you, man, but it's just like one of these. <laughs> so I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um so. do you? do you want me to come and sit beside you? Yes. Do you want me to sit beside you?
2: Yes. Okay. <laughs> so like you, what do you want? Here? Okay. <laughs> we're going to do it. Can you bounce your head any? <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know, but it would probably be easier. Um, I don't, I don't know. If it, you it can share your me.
1: earbuds right with him. Is oh, it yeah, long enough? We're, we're
2: going to have to do something, won't we? The microphone,
1: okay, it can do both of you, but um, Mm. you might want to set, change your setting on the back to uh, the infinity (laughs) for your microphone, your infinity, so you get more voices.
2: I'm already through my microphone. Okay. Okay. Why don't you, yeah, just take this down. Yeah. Okay. I think that would be easier. Okay. There we go. Oh, my word. Okay.
1: It's too funny.
2: Okay, so I'm going to see
1: if he sits down with you.
2: Okay, this. All right, go ahead. Okay. I'm here. All right, can you can you get closer?
0: Come a little bit closer. Okay, whatever. There we go. Okay.
1: All right. There we go. There we go. That's so much better. Yeah, because you sound really really good. Wouldn't go in my ear. I'm sorry. There's a leg. No, I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh, there's a lag now. Hello. <laughs> That's better.
2: Much there better. We
1: can go. really <laughs> see. We can really see Wayne now.
0: I'm so far in the back. I'm like miles away, and then the internet down there is just horrible. Every once in a while, I get out.
2: I just thought it'd be nice. if We have like the, you know the nice big the big chair.
0: And how's that working for you?
1: Quiet. I feel like all we're missing is shortbread cookies and wine.
0: Now we can get that yeah but when are
2: I you can't over
1: <laughs> I, hopefully soon yeah hopefully yeah, soon
2: that. I yeah. hope
1: so I'm yeah. hoping once I don't want to be around anyone till my cough is gone because I'm so scared. we don't know anything anymore you no. know you so I'm do. so scared and I don't want to give it to anybody hey,
0: you know what I just realized too was that the bedroom that I had that encounter in is actually this room. Oh, this that's was, right. This room Maybe was that's cathedric.
2: at one time. Maybe that's that, what why it was. I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's but why. But why
2: don't you talk about your experience first time you came here? Me? Yeah. <laughs> no, the
1: other you. Yeah, talk about the other.
2: You can even talk about what you saw when you when you first walked up. Because there's a lot of interdimensional beings that we're talking about here. So right. So okay. you can. Uh,
1: First of all, I can tell you this, and if you – I don't know if everybody will understand this, but people in paranormals going are going to understand this. When you walk up to the manor, the first sense you get – for me, I felt like I was home. Some people are afraid. <laughs> the Amazon guy doesn't leave anything. No, he, won't, close he will to the not door. leave
2: anything here no, no, he's
1: scared. Yeah, he um, is. He is. I never felt afraid. I – my first experience when I walked up the walkway to the front door in the vestibule was the house breathes. I'm just like, this house is alive, and I don't know how to and I was trying to explain it because Eric, my best friend was was with yeah. me and because didn't Nancy... you see
2: something on the roof when you came in? I don't remember you had to that.
0: squeeze past the guardrail or something or it yeah, a guy? yeah
2: yeah, that,
1: uh... you were like
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, um I did see gargs. I thought at first it was like some concrete like kind of statue. It was really cool you got those gargs up there and just like what gargs? What do you mean? <laughs> <I don't really laughs> but yeah, yes. my my vision is just different coming in. The funniest thing was Wayne had a mannequin
2: in the parlor, and that's She's what scared. scared
1: the crap out of me when I walked in. I saw it, and I just start, I I startle so easily. It's not funny, no. but I, I that scared the crap out of me. Not Margaret, not not any spirits that I could see. The black cat I thought was real. We were mm-hmm. at the table and um, <laughs> having pizza, and we're talking, and I'm looking, and I oh, you have a cat. That's so cute. He tried to jump up on the table like to grab food kind of thing like leaped we don't have a cat what do you mean you don't have a cat what
2: no. are you saying you never make it
1: <laughs> yeah so and it and it was really weird feeling because um we were doing the session with the box and i've never done anything like that and it was so strange because michelle's like oh we'll call this person and call that i'm like what what No, It
2: was fun, though. It
1: was a lot of fun. I've never had that um, experience. I have never had a lot of learning experiences that I have with these two. Um, But it definitely felt like home and felt like family. I could see the Victorian era. I know nothing about this manor. I know nothing about who lived there. I don't even know. I didn't even pay attention to the street because we were following you. And actually, Eric was driving my truck.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I didn't pay attention to anything. So nothing rang to me, but everything happened. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe the experiences and, and how much was happening, like how much I could feel. And I could feel the tension of something under us. Oh. At the time, we had mm-hmm. the the one spirit in the basement. Yeah. And I couldn't understand why he was like behind bars.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I remember that and it yeah. actually made me a little uncomfortable to use the bathroom on the main floor
2: Yeah, it's because impressive. of that, because it yeah. was
1: under, yeah, that was, yeah. I remember that not understanding what that was.
0: Well, where the it, bathroom was or where it is now, that's actually right underneath that was the stairs that went down to the basement yeah. from the outside. That were the storm stairs. That's how you got down there.
1: That's another thing that was so confusing to me as we're going upstairs and Michelle and Wayne were gracious enough to show us around which we didn't expect. We didn't even expect all of this. It was just incredible. The house
2: is just it's, it's just so unique. We like to to make sure it's you know, people It's beautiful.
1: Um we get upstairs and we won't talk about the black mirror. Uh then <laughs> I'm constantly thinking the stairs were not on the stairs. Why are we walking upstairs? It constantly felt off to me. In that sense, off kilter, like the staircase wasn't there, like there's staircases that have been moved. I could see other staircases Mm -hmm. as we were going, but I didn't learn any of that till later on. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was, um, it's a feeling of warmth and love, though, in Mm -hmm. there. It feels like home. It's peaceful for me anyways. It is now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't always mm-hmm. like that, but I no. felt. I felt safe. I did right. feel safe, even though I knew something darker was under there. Mm-hmm. I felt safe. I knew you had it under control, kind of thing. It mm-hmm. was like that. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to be there. So it. Mm-hmm. it everything was just. It mm-hmm. was. It was an overwhelming s- o- sense load for a medium to walk into that. Home, like
2: you're not the first person who set up because we have filmed a couple of seasons of um Paranormal Survivor here, um, Paranormal My Paranormal Nightmare. We had something, yeah, filmed here. We've had a lot of paranormal shows that have filmed here, and there have been unbelievable experiences. We had one show here, um, the spirits were so excited to have them here, coins were falling from the ceiling, yeah, and when they went out to eat, there was so much activity upstairs. Like we could hear all this walking around and, and thumping around. And we we thought somebody stayed behind and, and didn't go to dinner. And uh we went upstairs, it was like nobody here. Mm-hmm. We're just like they're all nickels
0: too. Like they're all all the same denomination they were all nickels
2: all which is weird that's you know?
0: really
1: but, strange right and, so,
0: and they were all from different years they weren't like really old they weren't really new they're just random but if, you, through the if you find a
1: 1969 dime with the long print it's actually yeah. worth a hundred thousand so start searching yeah, find
2: that. <laughs> oh yeah um, but it's just interesting though because they were filming and all of a sudden something dropped beside them and they were like
0: well they'd actually see it on the film it went right between the two guys that are talking they were like michelle and i and they're talking about the hallway and you see it drop right between them on the night vision. And they were actually annoyed. They're just like, what keeps, what's making that noise? And they're just, they thought the camera guy was making noise and stuff. They didn't realize it went right between the two of them.
1: Yeah. It was, it was um, amazing too, because it's all decorated in that era and earlier. And when you're walking through it, it's a surreal feeling because you're walking through medieval
2: yeah, and... there's no Victorian stuff here anymore. It's all <laughs> no. medieval. Yeah. No, no, oh, it's oh, all oh,
1: medieval. Oh, oh, oh. So that gives the you, it, it like creates.
0: The all.
2: But, well,
1: the it is. The but it's and got, you, you well, it's had not the big giant. Long,
0: mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about like the the house itself, not the. the oh, furniture. the house
2: itself. Yeah, I'm talking. We're talking with the furniture. Yeah. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: but no, but even when I came over, it mm-hmm. was different the first time. It's always different. Yeah, she changes everything when you film here.
2: So it's changed a lot. Magazine shoots have happened here. So we've had people ask to get married here, which
1: that's a little weird. Um, But you had that large crystal ball with the um yeah, it's really here. pretty lace over yeah. and that was on the table in the front and that caught my eye right away after the, the mannequin Thanks, so, <laughs> Wayne. right ahead of mannequin you walk in and it's like
0: <gasps> but you gotta understand you gotta remember right amelia I like i used to make haunted houses right i used to build know, haunted houses for theme parks and things I like that i could have so.
1: taken the heads up before i walked in but Wayne. that would
0: ruin everything Oh. You know, I used, this used to be a bed and breakfast. I'd have her leaning against the fireplace with a glass of wine. People would walk in. They wouldn't even notice her at first. And like 20 minutes later, they'd be like. <laughs> it
1: was the I, I saw her right away. I'm like, what the? I
0: know. I saw that right
1: away. But it's funny because Wayne will play tricks on you, so you have to pay attention. Um, we're getting no, ready doesn't. to leave. Yes. We're getting ready to leave. But this one was hilarious because. We are so used to Wayne doing things that sometimes we just look at him and go, okay, and continue talking. Well, you had a mask or something on, and you were trying to startle me at the door where you came in from the kitchen. I can't remember what the mask was of, and Michelle and I just continued talking like nothing, and you were so. I'm good.
2: used to it. <laughs>
1: He's I like, know. I can't believe you I didn't mean, startle me. Like, I'm like, startle me. You- you wear them every time (laughs) i've (laughs) got i've
0: got wolf masks and things like yeah you had something on and you're like why
1: aren't you freaking out
0: yeah Yeah. Um, but yeah
1: i it's one point too when i was sitting at the table and after we had eaten i for some reason i saw something go up like this and i thought we don't have a tablecloth on the table why is it
2: blowing up there yeah there was a few things there have been times here um, where the house sat empty for literally like a, a month at a time, a couple of months at a time, um, yeah. because you know, everything was happening at the other house and we have security cameras here and all of this stuff would just keep happening. And with, we get orbs and stuff like that. I, I, I don't, as you know, I'm really funky with them, but there's no forest air in the house. Nobody was here to walk around. There was nothing
0: no animals either. no
2: animals nothing and you would see these big orbs with faces and they would go up and they'd go into the chandelier they would come out of one mirror they would go into another mirror they would come out of this room they would and you'd see the camera catch it all the way going into the parlor um, and the one night was, was year it was a one. New Year's yeah. Eve one and she used to have uh, this house was built for the lady of the house and she would entertain in. This is why she had the house. It was for entertainment. Mm-hmm. She'd have garden parties, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, she still does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, still she still does. She still does. Yeah. And um, it was like there was so much activity. And I mean, there was orbs and stuff that went on for six straight hours, big, sometimes two at a time, nobody in the house. And yeah. let me tell you something, after the midnight mark, this started at about four o'clock. Yeah. After the midnight hour, so it went on for about probably more like six or seven hours. Then all of a sudden everything stopped.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. there was nothing. Nothing. No, it was wow. nothing. It was like they were getting ready for the party, and then the party ended at midnight, and they all went outside or something. You know. Yeah. I,
2: I
1: know with the three and friends I that I have brought, they all were touched that night. They were touched either on their arm or their hand. Nadine was touched on her leg Mm -hmm. and i believe nancy um ashworth had like something up her spine or something me every time i sit there i'm always touched on my knee Mm -hmm. i always get this little and i i honestly feel like it's just margaret going okay i'm i'm you know i see you here and that was long before we started doing things in there do you still Um, see the ghost cat
2: Well, he just had an experience a week ago, a few days ago.
0: Yeah, I rubbed it against my back on the calves. I was washing dishes, just cleaning up for lunch. And uh, I felt some, you know, a cat rubs their body along your calf muscle, and then it turns around and goes the other way. That's exactly what it was. It was so real. I looked down. I thought for sure it was one of the dogs. And there was nothing there. Totally cat. Totally cat. Yeah, there we go. I
1: I wonder if when you saw this place, if anyone – Moving in would have the same experiences because sometimes it's all about who buys the house, right? right
0: it's true. Well, yeah, they might have the same feelings or sensations, but a lot of people just blow it off. It I that's that true. I had a itch on my calf; my pant leg moved. You know, it's just, that's true. they just not fully aware. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: We're
2: we're talking about um, um, our haunted house here and experiences that have happened here in
0: in Niagara Falls.
2: Yeah. So. um yeah it's been it's been fairly interesting and with and with the restoration work that stirs things up a little bit
0: look how much information you got from the pendulum the one night when i was asking about substance. like yeah. there's no blueprints to this house so the the archives building burned down a few years after this place was built so there's nothing mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. nothing like things have been changed been added moved around nothing other than the exterior is original to this place it's all been modified and changed so i was pretty sure there was doors Covered up and other doors taken out and things like that. And Michelle got a pendulum out and grounded it. And then I just asked all the questions and they told me yes, no, and they was exactly right, hundred percent. It's exactly where the doors were, exactly where the alcoves were. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was that such is a cool so- thing.
2: Um, yeah, go ahead. Station ID
1: and sponsor ID. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 definitely. You are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pizzano coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans on 105.3 FM radio. Tonight we have our bestie here with us, Wayne Mallows, and we're talking about his books vampires and living in a haunted manner stream or listen to the archives and the platforms that you normally use a shout out and a thank you to the amazing people at Folgers coffee for fully sponsoring our show from day one we love you and we thank you so much no one loves you more than Michelle and I just saying Mm -hmm. shout out and another huge thank you For our intro and outro and lending his voice, Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, award-winning composer and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp and find him on Facebook and Instagram. So there There we we go. go. Yeah. (laughs) So Wayne, you're doing renovations now. So that could be the reason why you had that. Yeah. (laughs) Not
2: now. But I mean, the other
1: day when Michelle and I were talking, you were having Mm -hmm. a pretty rough time. Um, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, never hear Wayne swear, and I was just like, "Oh, so this <laughs> was, yeah, something, I'm something just saying there going, "Because I'm yeah, just like okay, oh, my my,
0: 12 hours of a of a plumbing wango tango." It's, you know, that's times. what
2: it was. You want to address this question? I'm surprised
0: you haven't found backstairs. I have. Yeah, yeah we, there we, is we, back stairs. Yeah, we do. Yeah, have the stairs, I actually I stair found, stairs. found stairs. Like, there's two sets of stairs. To be honest, um, the one that's still there and. Um, accessible was boarded up and it was used for a closet when the second floor was an apartment and so was the first floor. But in the last two years, I discovered where the original stairs were and those were taken out in 1887, 1888 to make room for a washroom. Mm -hmm. And so they, they took them all out, expanded the house again, and they put this long set of servant stairs that go up from the back.
1: Yeah. I remember when we walked upstairs and. Michelle showed us all the way at the back and I looked at her and I said, the servants' quarters. And she's like, Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cause oh, I you feel them walking mm-hmm. through there, you know, like up and down. You could feel the busy, right? There's like a when photo. there's guests.
2: Melissa's not in chat tonight, but Melissa, uh, which is one of our, our our team members um for Canada's Most Haunted, um, was standing by that room we call it the renaissance room but it's the old servants quarters and there's a photo of her with a little girl holding her hand a spirit mm-hmm. girl oh
1: we yeah. gotta get her and her hand is pulled so
2: out And
0: was yeah. it was it melissa or was it adriana that walked down the hallway towards that room and stopped where the doorway is and said i feel like i can't go any further
1: because uh, that would have been
0: a window at one time and then when they expanded the house yeah, they remember. made that into a doorway yeah. A lot of mediums come through and they stop at that that step down because they feel they're gonna fall. But that's that would have been where at the, the, back win- the, the back of the house. The yeah, corner. it is the, that was yeah. a window.
1: And then you realize that the stuff's not that much of a drop. It's just that feeling when you're yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: For sure. For sure. Very
1: beautiful home.
2: But let's let's get into um cryptids. Now there's, okay. been, a, <laughs> there's been a lot of stories here of like last night we touched on wolf people Mm -hmm. um let's talk a little bit about that in the area um i want to talk about the the port robinson beast okay but i also want to talk about what you saw that one night that that went across the street
0: which do you want to do first which one you you pick oh come on um let's do the one that was out front okay so it's kind of a two-part story um I used to do a lot of my writing, and my editing in the summer on the front veranda because it's covered in and it's, it's really peaceful. And I get the breeze from the, from the gorge and stuff. And this one particular night I'm just reading and I look up and, you know, people walk by and then there was nothing for the longest time, just like some fog normal. And uh, all of a sudden I saw this, this animal come running down the road and I say animal because I couldn't really identify it at first. It was huge. It was this (coughs) bigger than a, big bigger, bigger than a Great Dane, if you can picture that. And it was shaggy, like really like long, shaggy hair, longer than a coyote, longer than a wolf. You know, it almost, you know, i trying to remember what that dog is called. Is it Af- Afghan? Afghan. Right? Yeah, yeah, Afghan. But it was muscular, but it was at the same time skinny. Its face almost looked skeletal.
2: Like it was
0: really thin and long and, and you could see its teeth as it ran by and it loped. It ran like a horse galloped. It, it loped along the road and it was dead silent and it just i watched it go down the road and I went yeah you know it's a good time to go in like i just couldn't really identify <laughs> it at all but, just but all that, it just just wigged me right out and
2: you know? that's that's the description that uh quite a few people throughout ontario mm-hmm. i have to say have basically described with extra long limbs mm-hmm. and they lope it's not like a normal no. no it's not like a running and some people have even said that it's they've seen these things stop and then go up on their back legs um now the port robinson beast i want to just just finish that story
0: because it's two parts okay sorry yeah back then a friend of mine was living with me and uh, he's part indigenous so he's very you know spiritual and you know yeah, yeah like everything's there and he would go to work very early in the morning so five in the morning that same summer and he's driving the other way on the street very foggy and he said at the end of the street there's a stop sign and there's a light like a street light and he says i saw this guy coming down the street from west to east so he's going towards the gorge and he as he went under the light i could see it was a dude he goes it was about five six and he was a little portly and he goes across he the road into the fog and that when he came when w- when he should have come out on the other side at the curb mm-hmm. it wasn't it was a dog it was hmm. just this, and he described this animal, and I go, he's describing it the same thing I saw, the shaggy, skeletal, muscular shoulders looking thing, right? And he, he was so scared, he put the truck in reverse, and he reversed two blocks all yeah. the way back to the house, then turned around and went the other way. That oh, was I, intense.
1: I mean, hmm. I pee my pants if it was me. I, that's all I'm saying. I would literally pee my pants. You know, now, yeah, the legend
0: put... of the beast of Port Robinson is it goes back to the time when they cut the Welland Canal in and the Welland Canal went right through Port Robinson. It cut the cut the town in half. Yeah. So many people believe that it cut the migration pattern of these wolves that walk upright <laughs> in half. They had to go farther out of their way. And that's a pain. Anyway, I was I happened to meet a woman who when I was at a book signing And she was amazed. I was from Niagara Falls and we got chatting about the beast of Port Robinson, which was where she was from. I never even heard of this thing. And she was, oh, my God, yeah, I heard of it. And she said, we my girlfriend and I went out one night and there was this haunted house that we used to go to down in Port Robinson. It was just somebody's house. that was abandoned. And it was sort of the the rite of passage for high school students. You go there and you have to walk up to the second floor and light a candle and come back down. So they went with their car and they, they parked there and they see this kid come bolting out of the house and they start laughing going, oh, look, another kid is scared. He didn't make it right. And then they saw this thing come out of the house, this all big, after. wolfy looking thing. But it wasn't chasing. It just walked out of the house on all fours and looked around and they were like, yeah, time to go. So they took off, and she said when her girlfriend looked out the side window, they were on a secondary road going through Port Robinson, this thing was running beside the car, like right up against the window, like face, bangs, everything, right? And it, it, it hit the window. And she screamed, and her friend took off. She was I was driving, so I took off. We headed straight for home. She was I pulled in the driveway, and I, I ran in and closed the doors. and closed close all the curtains and, and shut everything off. And she said, uh, the next morning we went out, you could see claw marks in the paint on the passenger side. Big, big claw marks. She goes, my dad was fuming. How did I get these marks in the car? Wow. So I was
1: going to ask you, I wonder, Have we've never really um, heard of anyone who's been physically attacked by them. But this is as close as you're going to get.
0: Probably don't survive. I was like getting. I don't hear. But if they're there with a, group from a of tiger. friends,
1: I wonder. <laughs> yeah, there's I know. Just,
2: there's just so many stories um, in the area, and look at even at the house, the other house, where there was that big wolf, which was like. Oh, well, that was we, huge. Like the dire uh, dire wolf. Huge. Um, I at, didn't at the see it, but like I went that. out
0: to the house afterwards. Michelle I said saw it, she saw I it like, chase a rabbit.
2: Oh, this thing was massive, and it ran through the back part of the estate and put it was chasing a rabbit rabbits is looking for something went out to one of the outbuildings and this bloody thing it's like it put its brakes on and it spun around and I'm sitting there washing dishes and I I don't have my phone with me because my hands are wet and and I'm, I'm I'm it's a huge picture window and I know that when even a deer would come back if I moved even a bit, it would be gone. Mm-hmm. So I, I, all I could do was just sit there. And it was winter, like March. All I could do was just stand there and stare at it. And then it looked back.
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: it looked back at, at the house. And then it just, because like, I was surrounded by a ravine. And mm-hmm. it just bolted down. Then he came over wow. and went
0: out and measured, measured the paw that's, that's my hand. And that thing was just bigger than my hand
1: yeah and you
0: wings know, like tough.
1: seven feet tall just saying <laughs> not quite he's seven feet tall so it's a large that. hands. you
0: know you hear these animals are big you know this, okay. it was huge I, I looked at the tracks i couldn't believe how big they were i mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a tape measuring with me i just i put my hand in the snow and i took a picture and i pressed my hand into the snow and this took this, measurements this wolf you could see all the way to the grass you can see the grass underneath it and when i pushed into the snow with my hand I couldn't get that far. <laughs> so this, thing, no. this thing was big.
2: I mean, I grew up up north, so I'm used to timber wolves. Timber wolves are huge, I but want they're, one. they're just tall and and they're lanky. Yeah, you know, they just have very, no, very thin, wolf. lanky. This thing was full, solid, really like muscular,
1: yeah. um,
2: and, and like I want one
1: like on Twilight. I want it to turn into a really hot looking guy. That would yeah. be a dire And wolf. then be the yeah. wolf when I need the protection. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. All I know is growing up near wolves, um, I've never seen anything like that. No, that did, was oh, crazy when I wolves. saw
1: the of I, Wayne's hand next to the print. I'm like,
2: I yeah. researched I after thought you that. Were,
1: I thought you were punking me. Seriously. I'm like, yeah, right.
2: No I'd, way. <laughs> I did research after that because. Yeah. I didn't even know we had wolves in the area first off. And, um, I started finding and coming across this dire wolf thing that people were starting to see. And I watched a couple of videos of people who had had sightings and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is pretty, pretty similar. So I don't know. It, it, you know, it goes to show there's, there's a lot out there. Um, and I think that there's a lot that we just don't, we just we just miss it yeah i, I came so to learn much. there were a lot of sightings
1: there's so much that we don't really know i mean our forests especially in canada are vast and mm-hmm.
2: thick
0: mm-hmm. well look at that thing that went yeah. across the road that night oh down on river road
2: <laughs> oh my god oh.
0: <laughs> that was intense tell it tell it. we were coming back from uh an we're investigation filming no, of, we, we of we filming, that filming yeah and uh so we were we are on the road it was about nine o'clock Airboats? Yeah, yeah. Did, so it was yeah. dark. It was winter. We're coming along yeah. River Road. There's no tourist traffic. It's just dead, quiet, no lights, nothing. And I come over this rise, and I start to go down this hill. And this, all the way I could describe it is if you took a clear garbage bag—I mean, a big, 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 big one—and you filled it with air and dragged it across the the road at about 16 feet high, really quick. That's what it looked like over a
2: stop sign. Yeah, it shimmered.
0: It. it shimmered as it went by, and Iridescent. the height—the height was higher than a speed sign. So it was like 60 kilometers an hour just ahead of us, and um, it went right over that. So we're both looking at this thing as it went by, and it went by quick, like three seconds. And in that three seconds, my brain is going, dear. Dear. No. Me too. And I'm no, like, no couldn't it can be a bear be. owl. No, we don't have loose out this way. <laughs> you know, and it, it was too high. It was too fast. It was It was just a system had of. had
2: nowhere to pick up speed because nothing. it was like a sheer, sheer drop, drop down yeah, to the river. 200
0: foot drop. There's nothing. And we, we went by. as so we went by. We couldn't even see it in the forest anymore. So we're driving along and I'm just like, did you see that? And Michelle's like, oh my God, thank God you said that because I didn't want to be that guy. You know, it <laughs> oh was creaky. I had no idea. I'd never seen anything like it. And no. we That's couldn't describe we it. We stopped to go back and look. Well, Everything we go by, it, we cloaked? look in the forest. And we can't was it see
1: something it. cloaked?
2: No. Well, it, might, it was iridescent, like shimmery. We actually stopped and we went back to, you know, it wouldn't be much of a research if I didn't do that. So we did go back and to see. It was nothing. We stopped. It was it went down between two houses. It was nothing. Maybe it was something like apart. what it's
0: not like a subdivision. And we're talking like these are on acre and a half or two acre lots with lots yeah. of trees in between. It was nothing. Nothing. Was um
1: Zach made fun of me. He said I was never Team Edward or Team Jacob. I'm Team Van Helsing. I was never Team Edward or Team Jacob. No, I, I, I had a daughter who was ben a Helsing. teen when that yeah. film came out. And of course <laughs> I took her to see <laughs> all four. That's why. Oh, five because they stretch one into two. Is it always
2: <laughs> cold in Canada? No. No. Oh no, my actually, gosh. it's, really hot here well, right it's very
1: hot here. It's Dying. about eighty degrees.
0: <laughs> Canada is a, a land of extremes. We have extreme cold. Yeah. And and extreme wait, cold. Actually, in many senses
2: of the word.
1: <laughs> Carol, we can give you a type of uh, some perspective. We actually sit further south than Chicago does, where we are. So we're actually a lot warmer. Chicago has worse winters than we do. Mm-hmm. It depends on where you live. And if you live in the West coast, you get rain, not snow. So yeah, it's not like television. Um, Summer said, how would the ghost respond to someone nice. like myself who have <laughs> dealt with Fae? Would they ignore me? No, I don't think so. Because that would be like That's saying I enough. work with angels, but the demons are going to pass me by. The demons do not pass me by. So well, yeah, an, is- an entity is an entity.
0: You know, the funny thing is, is Margaret was Irish. That's so, right. She so was. She gravitates to anybody that's Irish. You come in wearing a Celtic cross or anything like signif- significant to uh, the Ireland uh, culture. She, mm-hmm. She'll come right over.
2: Next time I'm wearing my high school kilt.
0: We had someone here
2: <laughs> who was speaking in a an Irish accent. They were investigating the house mm-hmm. and she pretended um, to be the nanny. In an Irish accent, she goes, "I'm on children. I'm going to read you a book." And and all of a sudden, something grabbed her her hand. A little, well, I won't say something. A spirit child grabbed her hand. She goes, "They bolted down the hallway." <laughs> you know yeah. and uh, the guy's like what are you doing get back over here it's like oh my god yeah, it got
0: of, yeah it's we've had all kinds of children experience we have pictures, you in the shower yeah pictures of, of ghosts in the windows and yeah like that's true i was in the shower this is probably the first first year i was living here you know and uh yeah, you know, the door opens to, to the the bedroom it's like but only like this much just so simply peeking mm-hmm. through you know yeah. and i'm just like private time
2: like that, you know
0: right? what like, I see that closed too. Yeah. <laughs> Close
1: <too. laughs> I see that out loud too I'm like excuse me yeah,
0: private time.
1: like when I walk into this bathroom you do not approach um Tamara made a good point once you see one thing other stuff pops up that's agree, true because then you're more you're more open to to yeah. seeing it you know no, and you're I, more I observant see. and aware.
0: Look at that one time that I moved from this room and I moved the bedroom upstairs to the front, the front bedroom. And I told you the following morning, like, I woke up in the middle of the night and the bed was like, Oh <laughs> my God. The bed was <laughs> rocking. I woke up and then the whole bed's like, dude, 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 and I'm looking over. I'm like, I'm, I'm over like this. Right. It was like, uh, there's other rooms in the house, folks. Like, can we get another room?
2: They they were having yeah, having
0: relations. Oh <laughs> so it's a my! Show. God. They were having
2: relations right beside. i
0: like, like yeah, I wasn't the- there, but I was there. It was like feeling really out of sorts. Oh, that's,
2: <laughs> I'd be like,
1: you have a hundred other rooms. You need to go somewhere else. I
0: know <laughs> exactly what I said. No, you needed
1: trees. to leave because they were already like. <laughs>
0: Oh, I was, oh, there. was, I was there first. I, I got into bed first. They they showed up after. I, know. <laughs> I have
1: a, I have a question for you. I never asked you this, and um, I don't know why, but it's come up now. Do you know how many owners prior to you for the manor? Yeah,
0: I do actually. I do know. Um, it was it was built in 1872, and it stayed in the same family, the Banfields, until 1969, and they sold it and they moved to Florida. yeah and- I was born. Yep. And the guy that bought it, turned it into apartments, he gutted it, basically took everything beautiful out of this house because they were going to make it into apartments. All the bookcases left, the chandeliers, all the beautiful (sighs) stuff, pocket doors, everything was taken out. Mm. It stayed in the rental guy's property until 1990. um, When the water froze, the person moved out and the water froze and the radiators burst. And so they fixed it all up and then they sold it in 1999. Mm-hmm. It stayed abandoned for quite a while from 1992 to yeah. about 1999. It was abandoned. And then a guy that I bought it from David, he bought it, turned it into a bed and breakfast. And uh, then I bought it from him. So,
1: mm. right. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Zach man says, I had a similar experience. I was on the toilet. I didn't need the visual, like the visualization. Yeah. <laughs> in my head Thanks, Zach. Just yeah. in the bathroom would have been enough. And a <laughs> shadow figure in my mirror attempting to hide. I got mm-hmm. so angry and told it to get out. If it yeah. works for you.
0: We've had people stay here that they, they wash their face and they look up in the mirror and there's a, an old man standing behind them across the room. It's not like they're right behind them, but they, they see him over in the corner. That was the middle bedroom that we called Weezer.
2: Yeah. I, I actually caught him on, on a recording. And it sounded like first off that he was trying to play with the recorder, yeah, was good. and then he had. What did he oh, say? Yeah. It's so cool. You, yeah, but She's in a saying really saying bad can, voice. You can
0: talk into this, and I'll hear you. And you hear this guy go,
1: "It's so cool."
0: I know. And you, and you hear him like I would call him Weezer because I'd be typing upstairs and working, and you hear him come out of the room go. That's amazing. <sighs> yeah, it yeah. was bad.
2: One he, time he ends up down here. Oh
0: yeah, because he comes into the room wheezing, and I, I'm typing, and I look up, and I can't see him. Obviously, I just hear him breathe. I'm like, wheezer, what are you doing down here?" Is right? you know, it he would just,
2: startle just, me, but I wouldn't be afraid. We had a heart yeah. Condition. yeah, yeah, he had a heart condition. Yeah. We, we found out afterwards he had a heart condition. Usually,
1: that's what it is. So yeah, or they're like elderly, elderly, and they were not well, and yeah. on their deathbed they wheeze. Right yeah. when you're Many when anyone's know. on their deathbed, you're wheezing.
0: Yeah. yeah, Many people who stayed in that room early days would say they smelled like vomit. A lot of it, mm-hmm. you know, I'd go and clean the rooms and clean the rooms. It always had that. I never smelled anything, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, people would, who are sensitive, I guess, could smell, you know, sickness. I think mean, probably, you know, yeah. that's
1: mm-hmm. where you
0: probably passed. You, right?
1: um, for those of you listening, if you're looking to have an experience with a spirit and you have family in an old age home, retirement home, nursing home, mm. I'm telling you right now loaded doesn't matter what place you go to it's loaded you Mm -hmm. will often when my my um, late father i used to go visit him and michelle and i would have to clear certain areas because i'm like okay so and so passed away a couple weeks ago and i'm seeing them like still walking up and down the hallway or i'm getting the because they all knew me because i was the consistent the one that was always there Right. And, uh, there's some, but don't go in there doing EVPs people, please, you know, <laughs> for these people, that would just but be low class, if you're, do um, that. yeah, but if you're, <laughs> right. an who, right, right. um, has family there or you're visiting someone, pay mm-hmm. attention because you might be able to help them ascend, you know, because right. a lot of them are still in their same routine going yes. up and down with their walkers and looking for lunch. And it's
0: true. I'll tell Diana. you something. When my mom was in, oh, in that's a good story. the final stages of her life and she was in a hospital room, yeah, uh, I said to Michelle several times, I wish I had the mind to actually record what was going on because she had a foot in both worlds, guaranteed. Yeah. The stuff that would come out of her mouth and the things that she would say were just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Stuff that she has no idea about, no clue about any of that sort of paranormal stuff nothing mm-hmm. and yep. she would talk about it like she was old hat at it it was freaky and mm-hmm. one night when i was there i thought she breathed her last because they called me and said you better come it's going to be the end of the night i'm like okay so i go wasting over there it's two or three in the morning and i held her hand she said i was i'm tired i want to go to sleep i said it's fine and she did that whole
2: <sighs> the death rattle yeah and
0: then there was just nothing yeah. and her hand went really limp and i'm like then hmm. she goes well, I don't know who died that night, me or her, but like, holy <laughs> yeah. man. But I'll tell you, when she came back, she's a completely different person. My mom, you know, loved her to death, but she was harsh. Like, she was yeah. harsh. She grew up in the war, grew up in the Depression. She was tough as nails and wouldn't share, hated everything. You know, when she came back from that and she recovered, nicest person you'd ever meet. She would share her candies and her fruit maybe, with everybody maybe. in the room. Maybe. Oh, man, that's crazy something
1: yeah. told her you need to go back and make amends because yeah, I'm sure exactly she got to the train, yeah. Yeah, she always talks about like, the train station and they're like get back
0: there all and all take all care of your
1: family no. Yeah, I but know it, the rattle my dad had that
0: station. yeah she always my talked dad. about the train station always you know she would be like I'm never going on this carrier again I'm like why And she's like well my baggage is all still here and I'm still on the platform waiting and this room is fine but I want to get going and they won't let me go and I have to wait
2: that's always funny. talking
0: about being at the train station. Always. Yeah.
1: My my um, mom was there when my grandfather took his last breath. She had taken care of him this last two weeks of his life. She flew to Italy and she said something interesting. She said she was talking to him and she goes, so who do you see? And I believe firmly everybody who's passing has one foot in the door and one foot out. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's yeah. not necessarily my grandfather had a fall like my dad. And then, you know, shortly after that passed because of a brain bleed. So he Mm -hmm. told her who was there and he's naming everybody, but he's not naming my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And my mother thought it was funny. She thought, oh, you know what, dad, you know what it is? She goes, you got married again. She's probably so upset with you because they would Mm -hmm. joke that way that Mm -hmm. she's not going to take you over. They never thought anything about that again until if you can see my grandmother's doll that doll has been with me since before he passed away my grandfather brought it to me Mm. he gave it to me um he brought it on his last visit and she was with the doll and with me
2: Mm. that's That's why she wasn't there yeah So,
1: because my mom would do her nightly prayers with all the people who've passed. She had all those pictures. She was very devout Catholic and she would do her prayers and she would ask her mother to watch over me.
2: I'm
1: like, well, hello, ma. (laughs)
2: Can you have
1: a talk with your mother? It was like one of those phone calls because it was, it was very disruptive, you know, until we, we -hmm. found a way to coexist, but yeah, I found it.
0: Like when my dad passed, when he was he was in in the home when he was close to the end, and I would sit with him, Mm -hmm. he would see all his buddies from the navy and he would name them off. Yeah. Like he'd point at the end of the bed and go, Like, that's that's Paul. I see Paul standing there. And I'm like, that's okay. Is Paul supposed to be here? I'm like, he's come to say hi, I guess. You know, I said, Okay, as long as he's supposed to be here, I guess. Yeah. All his all his guys from the all his friends from Mm -hmm. the navy on that ship he was on, they were all there.
1: My mom was talking to my grandfather, like you spoke with your family, you know, she was doing that. My dad was non-communicative when he was passing, but Mm. he also didn't have a voice before that. He couldn't (coughs) speak. But fortunately, I could see everything that was there, which was made Mm -hmm, it a lot easier for my brothers. It made it easier for my brothers because I could tell them what was going on. But anyways... Um
2: we are nearing the end of the show though already so why don't you tell everybody
0: you can't <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only way you can get the books is through me you can email me at my email which is mm-hmm. wayne.mallows at hotmail.com and um i will mail you out a book right now, i don't have them on amazon anymore i was having up some problems with them
1: Not the a website.
0: website you can get them from me there it's uh It's just my name. It's www.waynemallows.com.
1: on the last page. And,
0: uh, yeah, if you message me directly and let me know what you want, I'll figure out the price and I'll send it off to you. There we go. Thanks so much. All right. All right. Thank you. It It was
1: great seeing your face. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 (laughs) You too. (laughs) Bye-bye.
2: That was much easier. You can take this chair back with you. I stand up for Give me a second. I <laughs> oh, the
1: tallest person I know. I can be in six inch heels. Go to hug him, and I'm still in his. I armp- know. I'm still in his armpit because I'm five three, but oh <laughs> even with God. the heels at five nine, which is Michelle's height, I'm still in his armpit. <laughs> Almost in her armpit because she wears heels too.
2: Oh my gosh. Okay, hold on. We're gonna put this last one up. Really. Okay last one mark,
1: you're um okay please describe your mind. oh wow <laughs> that's
2: a long one <laughs> you might we might
1: need a conversation mark jaycox writes fyi no such thing as spirit thoughts occupy space and the will of the thoughts is what you see as spirit please understand you are not conscious you are not conscious twice. Okay. Okay. Everything that yeah. is began, please describe the moment you gain consciousness. You can't because you haven't consciously measured the moment you took your first breath by making your zero birthday card. When you change your beginning, you change your end. Well, God bless you.
2: Definitely. You know what? There's a lot of, of different um, perspectives with that and we respect them all, you know, absolutely. Um, of course, like I said, we're at, at the end of another segment, and it was nice. It was laid back. It was a nice little surprise Wayne coming on, and everybody always yeah. hears my stories about the house, but I thought it would be kind of nice to hear his stories, because he's been having them for a lot longer. Um, really never a dull bad. moment in the house, that's he's for sure. He's really
1: good at telling stories. you got to buy his
2: book. He's really yeah. good at telling stories. Yeah, he's a very good orator. Absolutely. But I want to put out a big thank you to Forge's Coffee, as always, for sponsoring our show. We just appreciate you so very much. And thank you for standing by us. Another huge thank you to Dr. Snick, Justice Snicker, also for your sponsorship of our intro in our outro. So thank you. Thank you. Remember to stop by all of our youtube channels international public radio ufo paranormal radio ufo gods and extraterrestrials um you know the outer realm uh, if you like what you see subscribe please it only takes a second and we really appreciate you for doing it um if you want to communicate with us if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show or, a topic you'd like to see addressed, then catch us on the outer realm contact at gmail.com, the outer realm contact at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook at the outer realm. Give us a follow. Next week, we welcome the return of Leslie Mitchell Clark, who's a heck of a lot of fun. She's going to be discussing um, contactee and abductee hypnosis Thursday night, and I can never get his name right. We welcome back Dr. Terge, Ter-ge. Ter-ge. Sounds like Terge. Yeah. yeah, Simonson. <laughs> and he's going to uh, be where he left off on our last segment, but I think he's also going to touch I think we talked on some on the occult and stuff last time and he's going to talk a little bit about ancient aliens and he's still waiting for the full roster to come in, but it's it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, we had a great time with him. So, um Iceland. I agree with this before, but just before we kick off, he Mm -hmm. may have seen a skinwalker. It does sound like that. That's good summer. Yes.
1: Thank you.
2: Yes. So thank you all of you for tuning in. We really, really appreciate you guys. You make it that much more fun and we love to interact with you all and uh, have yourselves a great weekend. Everybody behave yourselves and we'll see you next week. Good night.